Okay, here we go, Mesechted Mai, Perak Zayin, Mishn Aleph. This is the last Perak of Mesechted Mai. HaMazman is Chavei Resheich HaLetzleif. Someone invites his friend before Shabbos to eat with him on Shabbos. So we learned previously that it's also to separate Meiser and Shabbos even from the Mai. We discussed this in the first Perak. So Mishnah will now explain how someone is unable to separate Meiser from the Mai before Shabbos because he doesn't have it yet, can still eat it on Shabbos by designating the Meiser in advance to take effect on Shabbos. In the case the mission will discuss, nothing actually becomes Meiser or Trumas Meiser on Arab Shabbos. The person designates now the food he will put aside tomorrow for this purpose when he catches the Dmai. Since he makes the designations before Shabbos, it's Mutter. Although a person cannot normally take off Meiser from food that is not yet his, the Chachamim will make on this case in order to allow people to be able to eat the Mai that will be served on Shabbos. The procedure that will be described here is similar to the one we learned previously in Parag Hamish in a base for separating Truman and Meiser from produce without having to remove any other Meiser from it. However, since we speak here about Tamai, it's not necessary to separate Truma from it. Even Amehaart, we're careful to separate Truma. The only Meiser that will actually have to be removed will be Truma's Meiser. So, Mazman is Chaver Sheikh, let's say if someone invites his friend before Shabbos to eat with him on Shabbos, and the guest doesn't trust the host regarding Meiser, but he doesn't want to insult him by refusing to eat with him, he may do the following. I remember of Shabbos, the guest should say on Arab Shabbos, Mashani Osad Lahafish Machar. Part of the food which I'll separate tomorrow, meaning a hundredth of the food that I'm going to separate tomorrow from the food that I'm served on Shabbos by the Suda, Harehu Meiser, designated as Meiser Rishon for the food. The guest will separate from the food he has served on Shabbos only one hundredth of it, the amount corresponding to Truma's Meiser. The other Meisers will not have to be separated. He will simply assign them a place on the food. And once the designations take effect, based on the declaration before Shabbos, he will then be able to eat them. This is because the Meiser of the Mai does not have to be given away besides the Trumas Meiser. The guest then estimates how much he will eat tomorrow and designates in advance one hundredth of that amount as the first part of the Meiser Rishon. Ushar Meiser Samachloi and the rest of the Meiser Rishon, which would be nine out of a hundred of the food, is designated next to it. Since Trumas Meiser can be taken only from Meiser Rishon, he must designate a full amount of Meiser Rishon in order for the Trumas Meiser to take effect. A total of one-tenth meaning 10 out of 100 of the food he will be served tomorrow has now been designated in advance as Meiser Rishon. He then says, that 1 out of 100 which I first made part of the Meiser Rishon is going to be made into Trumas Meiser for the Meiser Rishon. The 1 out of 100 of the food that he first designated as the first part of his Meiser Rishon, he now designates as Trumas Meiser for the other 9 of the food that he also designated as Meiser Rishon. Meiser Shani B'tzvainoi O'bidraimai and finally, the last thing he says is that the Meister Shani for the food is designated on the north side of the food or on the other side of the food, um, and is going to be redeemed onto the coins that are set aside for this purpose. By making this declaration before Shabbos, all the necessary Meisters have been designated in advance for the Dmai the guest will be served on Shabbos. On Shabbos, the guest takes one hundredth of the portion, sets it aside from his Meister, then Dmai, then eats the remainder of the food without any concern. Now, obviously, the Meister Shani, he needs to take it up to Yishalayim and spend it on food and be eaten there. And on the basis of the declaration, declaration made before Shabbos, the designation of Meister takes effect on Shabbos. When he separates from his food, the portion he's given for Trumas Meister becomes Trumas Meister. The Chachamim were matter this in our case because the guest is not actually designating the Meister on Shabbos, but simply identifying the portion on which the earlier declaration takes effect. The in 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 Paragdal, Mishnah Beis, we also dealt with someone who was invited to eat on Shabbos in the home of someone whose food is demai, and it didn't require the person to designate tithes in advance. There, the Mishnah spoke of a person who was invited to a feast in honor of a newly married couple on the first Shabbos after the wedding. 
Since turning down such an invitation would lead to animosity, the Chachamim were mekel and allowed the person to eat at the Suda of the Shavah Brachas without taking off Meiser from the Dmai, as long as the host says that Meiser was taken off. Our Mishnah, however, speaks of an invitation to a regular Shabbos meal, so the Chachamim were not mekel to eat the Mai in such a case. Mishnah Beis. Mosgulay is hakois, oimer mashani osid l'shayr b'shuli hakois harayu meiser. The previous Mishnah taught that a person is allowed to eat an amaritz's food on Shabbos by making a declaration before Shabbos designating the demai meiser. The Mishnah adds another detail to this halacha: the declaration he made before Shabbos must be repeated on Shabbos just before he eats the food. Although the Mishnah speaks of drinks, the same halacha applies to the solid foods mentioned in the previous Mishnah. So Mazgulay is a curse when they pour the guest a cup of wine on Shabbos. Oimer, he says the same declaration that he said before Shabbos. The declaration the Mishnah will use is essentially the same as the one of the previous Mishnah. However, the wording is different because our Mishnah speaks of drink rather than a solid food. In the case of solid food, he would repeat the words he said in the previous Mishnah. This Mishnah speaks of wine to teach that the declaration for drinks is different from the declaration of solid foods. The, de- the guest should not say this declaration out loud, but should whisper it so as not to insult the host. Because the whole point over here is not to insult him. So if he's gonna if he's gonna make a loud announcement, okay, I'm doing this not to insult you. That's not gonna help anything. Oimer, he says, that which I leave at the bottom of the cup of wine, which would be one hundredth of the wine, hare meiser, is designated as part of the meiser region for the wine I'm about to drink. and the rest of the meiser region, nine out of a hundred, is designated next to it on the bottom of the cup. The declaration mentioned in the previous mission that one out of a hundred shall separate from the food I am served is useful only for foods. In that case, it's possible to separate a small por- portion of food on Shabbos before eating it without the host noticing. However, in the case of liquids, it's usually impossible for the guest to pour out part of his drink without the, guest, without the host noticing. <laughs> Therefore, a different declaration is necessary. Since it's normal for a guest to leave a small amount of drink at the bottom of his cup, the host will not realize that the guest suspects him of not taking off Meiser properly. Harehu Meiser he then says that that one out of a hundred which I first made is married to Trumas Maiser for the Maiser Rishon and the Maiser Shein for the wine is designated at the top of the cup meaning at the opening of the cup and not the piv in his mouth and is going to be redeemed on the coins that are set aside for this purpose having made this declaration before and on Shabbos, the guest may drink what he is served as long as he leaves a hundredth of the wine in the bottom of the cup as Trumas Meiser might. The wine that's left on the bottom then becomes a Trumas Meiser retroactively to the time before he drank the wine, so it was permissible for him to drink it. Although this involves Brera, we have already learned that Brera may be relied on in case, certain cases of Demite. Repeating the declaration on Shabbos is not considered the same as taking off Meiser on Shabbos because the main act of Meisers was done before Shabbos. Nevertheless, since the Demai was not yet available to him before Shabbos, it's proper that he identify the Maishas on Shabbos before eating the food. Mishnah Gimel. A worker who was given the right to eat from the dried figs he's working on, but doesn't trust the employer to have separated Maishas from them. The Mishnah speaks of a case where the employer agreed to provide his workers with food as part of their wage or in a place where it was the common practice to do so. The worker is thus entitled to eat from the figs he's working on. However, he doesn't trust the employer to have taken Meisr off the figs. So Nedel Gregor's Achas Vaimer, he takes one dried fig and he says, This dried fig and the nine that come after it, meaning the next nine that I'll take, are going to be made into Meisrishan for the other 90 figs that I'll eventually eat. That is, for the other 90 figs that I'll now be able to take and eat because they are now Chulun. The mission illustrates the procedure with an example of a worker who is allowed to eat 100 figs. 
This number makes it simpler to calculate the Meiser. So 10 figs need to be designated as Meiser region, from which one will be separated as Trumas Meiser and given to a Kayin. Zua Suya Trumas Meiser Alehen, and this dried fig that I'm holding is going to be made into Trumas Meiser for the other nine figs of Meiser region. Meiser Shane Bachreina, he continues, and the Meiser Shane for the figs is designated in the next nine figs. That is, the figs from 11 through 19 are going to be designated as Meiser Shane. And are going to be redeemed onto the coins that are set aside for this purpose. And then he may begin eating the figs. He may even eat the figs he designated as Maiserisha and the Maiserisheni because Maiserisha and the Demai does not have to be given away. Maiserisheni has already been redeemed. But he must refrain from eating one dried fig, the one that he designated as Trumas Maiser, which must be given to a Kayin, so he's only allowed to eat 99 out of 100 figs. He may not take an additional fig. From the owner to replace the fig he separated Trumas Meiser because his employer agreed to give him 100 figs, not 101. To take another fig would be stealing. Although the employer agreed to provide the worker with 100 figs that he can eat, he claims that his produce is Meiser ready. Just because the worker doesn't believe him is not a reason to obligate the owner to give him another fig. Reb Shimon Gamliel says, the worker should not refrain from eating the full hundred figs because if he eats less than the amount he's used to eating he reduces the quality of his work for the employer because he will not have as much strength for, his, uh, strength for his work as he should rather he must buy an additional fig from the employer as a replacement for the one he designated from his master so he can eat a hundred figs if Shemegamalil agrees with the Tanakama that the employer is not obligated to give the worker an additional fig to replace when he separates from his master. However, he argues that the worker is not permitted to eat less than his usual amount because it will negatively affect the quality of his work. And a worker must be careful to eat and rest properly to make sure that he's able to work to do the best to the best of his ability. Not to do so is a form of stealing for the employer. Although the Tanakama and Reb Shimon Gamliel disagree about how many figs the worker must eat, they both agree that the piece separated as Trumas Meiser is subtracted from the worker's share of the figs, not the employer's. The Mishnah cites a third Tan who disputes this. Reb Yaisi says that the worker need not refrain from eating a hundred of his employer's figs. Mibneshu tonight Bezdin because the condition of Bezdin means it's a Takonis Chathamim that an employer must compensate the worker for the Trumas Meiser that he separates from his share. It's a tonight Bezdin that the worker is allowed to take another fig from the employer's supply without asking the employer's permission. So according to Rebiasi, the employer will end up giving the worker 101 figs, 100 for the worker's meal, and one for Trumas Meiser. However, the Bezdin did not obligate the employer to give extra figs for Meiser Shani. Since the worker may eat those figs immediately by redeeming them, the Chachamim did not impose the cost of Meiser Shani on the owner. So according to Rebiasi, it's the employer who must suffer the loss of Trumas Meiser. The worker is thus allowed to take an additional fig from his employer to replace the one that he separated as Trumas Meiser. Mishnah Dalit. Someone buys wine on Arab Shabbos from the Kusim, as we spoke earlier, that the Kusim were, are not Shemr Torah Mitzvahs, and he forgot to take Meiser before Shkia, when it becomes forbidden to separate Meiser from Vadai, so what should he do? So, Bein Hashmachas is a halakhic uncertainty. It's possibly day and it's possibly night. On Friday night, therefore, this time period is possibly Shabbos. Nevertheless, the Chachamim were matir taking off Meiser from Demai because of a suffix, because it's not Vada. But Vada would be also to take off Meiser. So the Mishnah is going to tell us what can be done to be matir Tevel during this time. It's not only forbidden to separate Meiser from Tevel during this time, it's forbidden to verbally designate specific parts of Tevel to be Meiser. Identifying the parts that are being designated as Meiser is considered the same as separating them.
So there's wine on Erev Shabbos from the Kusim. It didn't take a Meisr before sunset. Oimer, he says, Shnei Lugan Shani Osir Lahafresh, in a case where he bought 100 Lugan of wine. A loig is a liquid measure equal to the volume of six eggs, which is between 16 and 21 ounces. The Mishnah uses a case of a barrel containing 100 Lugan of wine in order to simplify the Cheshben of Meisr over here. So, Shnei Lugan Shani Osir Lahafresh, in a case where he bought 100 Lugan of wine, he says the two Lugan of wine that I'll separate after Shabbos, Harei Heng Truma. So unlike in Mishnah Beis, in our case, he does not set aside the wine that will come from until after Shabbos. So we'll explain the reason for this later. So, Harei Heng Truma, the designated as Truma as of now. That is, the Truma designation takes effect immediately, but will not know which two Lugan are designated are until they're separated sometime after Shabbos. Once they're separated, it will become retroactively clear that those two Lugan were the ones that were designated originally. The same is true for the other Maestros that the Mishnah will now mention. Saharei Heng Truma, these are Truma Vasara Meiser, 10 additional Lugan that will separate after Shabbos are going to be designated as Meiser Rishon, Vitisha Meiser Shani, and 9 additional Lugan that will separate after Shabbos are going to be designated as Meiser Shani. The Mishnah's numbers are not precise. After 2 Lugan are designated as Truma, only 98 Lugan remain. So the 10% of the remainder that must be designated as Meiser Rishon is actually 9.8 Lugan. Similarly, after 9.8 Lugan are designated as Maeserishan, there are only 88.2 Lugan remaining. So the 10% that he must designate as Maeserishan, he comes out of 8.82 Lugan. So for the sake of simplicity, the Mishnah rounds these numbers to the nearest complete number, 10 for Maeserishan and 9 for Maeserishan. So Mechel Vashaisa, he may then begin to drink the wine immediately, as long as he's careful to leave over the amounts he designated as Truman Maeserishan. This halacha is based on the idea of Brera, which states that a choice is made at a later time can retroactively establish the halachic status of something at an earlier time. By separating after Shabbos the 21 Lugan that will be Truma and Maisus, he retroactively determines that these Lugan were Truma and Maisus from the entire barrel from the time he made his declaration on Friday evening. The rest of the wine was therefore perm- permissible for him to drink on Shabbos since he didn't identify on Shabbos which Lugan were so they're not actually separate and the Chachamim were mekel and allowed the declaration to be made in order to permit him to use the wine on Shabbos even though even this kula was permitted only during Benish Mashas when it's not yet definitely Shabbos once nightfall has arrived and Zavadai Laila it's definitely Shabbos saying even this Brera is going to be Osir in Mishnah Beis we learned that a person taking of Maitre in advance that the Maitre will be given to drink on Shabbos he may identify on Shabbos as the part that will become Maitre as he said what I'm leaving on the bottom of my cup. The Chachamim were matter to do this only for taking of Meiser from the plate of food or the cup of drink that is actually being eaten on Shabbos. They, they, they were not matter for taking of Meiser from an entire barrel, much of which will not be used until after Shabbos. Since our Mishnah speaks of Tevel, it's clear that the town of our Mishnah holds that we apply the Halacha of Brera even to cases of the Oraisa. That's a Machlaikas Tanoam in Gittin, on the of Hay. The accepted halacha is that we do not rely on Brera in matters of the Raisa, only in cases of Midraban. Okay, Mishnah Hay. How you like to Einim shall Tevel The Mishnah discusses another case in which a person is unable to separate Maiser from Tevel before Shabbos. The Mishnah, the Mishnah teaches a declaration that he can make, similar to the one in the previous Mishnah, to be matter the Tevel for Shabbos. How you like to Einim shall Tevel If someone had a hundred figs of Tevel inside his, his his house, but on Erev Shabbos, he's in the Bismedrash or working in the field. He's concerned that he'll not return home in time to take Maisa from the figs before Shabbos begins. So, he says the two figs that I'll separate after Shabbos, the designated as Truma, and ten additional figs 
that are separate after Shabbos are going to be designated as Maiserishim, Betesha Maiserishini, and nine additional figs that are separate after Shabbos are going to be designated as Maiserishini. This is the same declaration that was used in the previous Mishnah to designate the Maiser of Tevel wine, except that the text of that declaration was for liquids, while this one is for solid foods. However, while However, the law is the same for drinks and foods. The Mishnah speaks of making a declaration before Shabbos, not during Panish Mashas. He may then eat the figs on Shabbos as long as he leaves over enough of them to be separated after Shabbos as Truma and Mashas as he designated. And this will be being Saimich Ambreira, as we mentioned previously. If the figs were Demai and not Tevel, so when taking Maestro of Demai, there's no need to separate Truma, as we learned previously. He also does not have to separate Maestro but merely designate it. So the previous declaration from the previous mission is therefore not going to be appropriate over here. So Oimer, he says, The fig that I'll separate after Shabbos, Arehu Maestro, is designated as Maestro The word Lamachar does not belong here and should be deleted as per the Tesis Yontif. Um, so Ushar Maestro and the rest of the vice, and the rest is going to be Maiserishim. Another nine figs is designated next to it. Since we're dealing with the Mai, for which the owner need not give away the Maiserishim, he needs only to designate the Maiserishim and then separate one fig for Truma's Maiser. He therefore begins by designating as Maiserishim the one fig who later, later separates Truma's Maiser and identifies the other nine figs that become Maiserishim along with it. So ten figs of ten percent of the pile have now been designated as Maiserishim. Zesha Asisi Maiser, Asli Truma's Maiser, Olav. He then says that fig which I made into Maiserishin first is going to be made into Truma's Maiser for the other nine figs of Maiserishin. Maiserishini, Bitsvani, Bidrami. The Maiserishini for those hundred figs is designated in the north or the southern side of the pile. Machulal Alamais, and it's going to be redeemed onto the coins that I set aside for this purpose. Having made this declaration, you may eat the figs on Shabbos, leaving over at least one fig that will separate after Shabbos as Truma's Maiser. In Mishnah Aleph, we learned that someone wishing to take off Maiser from the Mai before Shabbos may say that the piece that he sets aside on Shabbos should become Truma's Maiser. However, as we learned in the previous Mishnah, that Kula was said only for somebody taking off Maiser from the Mai that he'll actually eat on Shabbos. In our case, where he's taking off Maiser from his entire pile of figs, much of which will not be eaten until after Shabbos, the Chachamim were not matter identifying on Shabbos the portions that are Maiser. For this reason, he must put off separating the figs that will be Truma's Maiser until after Shabbos. Mishnah Vav. The rest of the parak and the rest of the Masechta is going to be dealing with the designation of Maiser for Tevel. We learned in Parak Hay that a person can separate Maiser from one batch of Tevel on behalf of another batch, as long as both batches are equally subject to the same Maisers, that they're either both Tevel or both Demai, from the same Amarat. If they are not, so taking of Maiser from one on behalf of the other is not effective. So the Maiser that was designated does not become Maiser, and the process for which it was Gemaisered remains Tevel. So our Mishnah is going to deal with someone who has two baskets of Tevel, and he designates the Maiser for one in the other. It teaches when the designations are effective for both baskets, and when they are effective only for one. The Mishnah discusses three cases. The simple case is going to be the one that it starts off with first. Tevel, someone had in front of him two baskets of Tevel. The Omar Maiser Zubizu. He said the Maiser of this basket should be designated in the second basket. The fruit in the First basket is Maiser. Since the fruit in both baskets is Tevel, designating fruit in the second basket is Truman Maiser, for the fruit of the first basket is going to be effective, and all the fruit in the first basket may now be eaten. Although he did not yet physically separate the Truman Maiser fruits from the rest of the second basket, his designation is effective immediately, and it's matter him to eat the fruits in the first basket, as we have learned in the previous Mishnah. 
However, he may not eat the fruit in the second basket since he did not yet take off mice from the fruit. Thus, when he wants to eat the fruit in that basket, he must separate two sets of mice from it its own miser plus the miser from the first basket. Since he did not specify where in the second basket the miser for the first basket should take effect, the designation can be effective through Breira. Then the, he later separates the necessary number of fruits for the miser in the other basket. Those fruits are retroactively determined to be the miser fruits he designated originally as we learned in Mishnah Dal. Shalzubizu, if he said the mice of the first basket are going to be designated in the second basket and the mice of the second basket are going to be designated in the first basket, Harishayinam Usaras, only, only the fruit of the first basket is, is going to be gemaisert, but the fruit of the second basket remains tevel. As soon as he said that the first basket's meiser are in the second basket, the fruit of the first basket can become meiser and it's going to be mutter. Since it's now no longer tevel, the fruit cannot be used as meiser for the second basket, because something that's not mechuyev in Meiser cannot be designated as Meiser for something that is still mechuyev, and that would be a problem of Ein Marfishim Naptor Lachiv Menachiv Alaptor. Therefore, the first part of his declaration is effective, and the first basket is Meiser, but the second part is not effective, and the second basket remains Tevel. This is Lushita's Remeir, who says in Sechta Tmura that when a person makes two declarations together, the second one contradicts the first one we follow his first declaration. In order to fix the fruit in the second basket, he must now separate it from both its own maestros and the first basket's maestros, as in the previous case of the Mishnah. And the third case of the Mishnah is, he says that the maestros of the two baskets are going to be designated one and the other. He has designated the maestros for one basket and the other, and he may separate the maestros for both baskets from whichever basket he chooses, and this statement is understood to mean that the mice of one basket are designated in whichever basket I will choose. When he chooses one basket for separating miser, the other one becomes mutter right away. He then must separate both sets of miser from the basket he chooses to permit its fruit to be eaten. In this case, the count of the brera allows him not only to determine which fruits are in the miser, but also which baskets they are in. Mishnah Zayin and Ches will be in the next situation. The Mishnah is going to be discussing three cases which produces either Tevel, Maeserishon, or Chulun, which means Masukin, became mixed with one of the others in equal amounts. When the mixture contains unequal amounts of the two components, the rules are somewhat different. The last case of the Mishnah will deal with that situation. The Mishnah teaches us how to fix these mixtures in order to permit them to be used. The Chachamim were and a number of formulas for dealing with different kinds of mixtures. The basic rule for all of them is to divide the mixture into two equal parts, treat the first half as the stricter of the two components in the mixture, and the second half as the other components. However, since even a second half will in reality contain some of the stricter component, a further adjustment is needed to that half to permit it to be used. These formulas are therefore all in the form of takeout half plus a certain amount of extra from the other half. The reason for this for these formulas work will be explained in each case. The point of them is to ensure that the proper amount of miser for the entire mixture is separated with the least amount of loss to the owner. However, since the two components can never really be separated from each other, there will necessarily be some loss to the owner in the form of extra miser. As we'll see below, these extra miser will all be trumas miser. So the first case that the mission is going to talk about is if you have mea tevel mea chulen, if 100 measures of tevel became mixed with 100 measures of chulun, for example, 100 lugan of tevel wine fell into 100 lugan of chulun wine, and the owner wishes to take off miser from the tevel in the mixture so as to be able to drink the wine. So it's interesting that the Mishnah deals with liquids which can be assumed to mix evenly. He cannot simply separate miser from it 
as he would from ordinary tevel, because part of whatever he separates will be chulin, which cannot be used for maizus. The simplest solution would be to take other tevel to use as maizus for the tevel in the mixture. However, the Mishnah speaks of a case where he has no other tevel to use and must therefore take off maizus from the mixture from within itself. So Neitel Echad, he takes out from the mixture 100 lugan and treats it as tevel, and he takes out 100 leg. He takes up one leg from the other hundred in order to permit that hundred as well. Since a hundred lugan of tevel fell in, he must take off maizah from a hundred lugan. Although the hundred lugan he now removes are half chulin, he can separate all the maizahs he needs for the entire mixture from these hundred lugan, except for one, for this he needs to separate an extra leg from the other hundred, as we will explain. So the hundred he removed to treat as tevel, he takes off maizah as he would any tevel. He separates ten lugan as maizah and gives it to a levy. The levy must then separate one leg of this Maiserishan as Truma's Maiser and give it to a Kayin. The Mishnah is talking about Tevel from which Truma has already been separated, so the only remaining Maiser is Maiserishan, Truma's Maiser, and Maiser Shani, and this is going to be true for the rest of the Mishnah as well. He then designates another nine Lugan as Maiser Shani, which he redeems. After separating the ten Lugan of Maiserishan and giving them to a levy, ninety Lugan remain. Although he designated nine of these ninety, which is 10% as Maestro Shani, he was paid to them so that they too are now mutter. For this reason, he does not actually separate the Maestro Shani, he designates it verbally and redeems it. Since he does not have to remove the Maestro Shani from the mixture, he can designate nine Lugan of real Tevel as Maestro Shani, wherever in these 90 Lugan they may be, and thereby fulfill the Maestro Shani obligation for the entire mixture, including the wine in the second half. So a total of 90 Lugan in the first half are now going to be mutter to use. He must also do something to fix the other hundred lugan, since these two contain tevel. He verbally, verbally designates ten of them as maizerishin, and then takes up one of them as trumas maizer. This extra one leg mentioned above. The rest of the maizerishin he keeps for himself. He does not have to give it to a levy, because the levy already received a share of ten lugan from the first hundred lugan. Since he separated trumas maizer from it, anyone may eat it. So he is able to keep the extra maizerishin and use it for himself. There is also no need to designate maizerishin for the ninety-nine lugan, because that too was taken care of when he took off the maizer from the first hundred lugan. But Kitsu, the owner of this mixture, does not, does not lose anything in regard to Maiserishan and Maiserishani. He ends up giving to the Levi only the amount of Maiserishan he would have given had the Tevel not been mixed with Hulan, which was ten lugan. Similarly, he's paid the only the amount of Maiserishani that he would have redeemed anyway, which is nine lugan. The only loss he suffers as a result of the mixing is that he has to give away one extra leg of Trumas Maiser from the second hundred. In effect, he treats the second hundred as Hulan in regard to Maiserishan and Maiserishani, but as Tevel in regard to Trumas Maiser. A total of nine lugan in the first half are now permitted to use. He may now drink those 99 lugan as well. As a result of this entire process, he ends up being able to use 189 of the 200 lugan in the mixture. There's one leg less than he would have been able to use had he taken off Meiser from the Tevel before it became mixed. Had he taken off Meiser from the Tevel before it became mixed, he would have given 10 lugan to a levy, which would have left him with 90, not 89. The Maiser Shane he would have redeemed and used. That plus the 100 Lugan of Hulan would have become part of the mixture, would have added up to 190 Lugan. As a result of the mixture, he ends up being able to use only 189 Lugan, which is 90 plus 99. The second case of the Mishnah was, is where you have an equal mixture of Tevel and Maiser Rishon. Maya Tevel, Maya Maiser. If we have 100 Lugan of Tevel that became mixed with 100 Lugan of Maiser Rishon, from which Truma's Maiser has not yet been, ta- been taken from, so Netel Maya Echen. In this case, he too. In this case, too, he takes out 100 lugan and treats them as tevel, and he also takes out one leg from the other 100. As in the previous case, the 100 that he treats as tevel, he takes with miser, 
as he would to any tevil, and he separates from them ten lugans meiserishen and gives it to a levi. The levi then separates one of these ten estrumas meiser and gives it to a kain and designates another nine lugan as meiser sheni and redeems it. And now ninety lugan are his to keep. However, the other hundred lugan which he treats as meiserishen also contains tevil. He fixes this by separating one lugan estrumas meiser as he did in the previous case, and this takes care of the tevil concern. And as far as the tevil is concerned, it makes no difference whether it makes with chulin or meiserishen. So just as one extra leg of Trumas Maisa was enough to take care of the Tevel concern in the previous case, so too it's enough in this case. The remaining 99 Lugan he treats as Maisa Rishin. He therefore separates from them another 9.9 Lugan, which is a tenth of 99, as Trumas Maisa, and he gives the rest to a lady. As a result of this process, the kind ends up with 11.9 Lugan of Trumas Maisa, and the owner loses only 9 tenths of a leg because of the mixing. The kind receives 11.9 Lugan as Trumas Maisa, one leg from the first half of the mixture, which is the 100 lugan of Teva, and 10.9, which is 1 plus 9.9 from the second half of the mixture, the 100 lugan of Maiserishan. Had the Teva and Maiserishan not been mixed together, the Kayin would have received only 11 lugan, 1 from the 100 lugan of Teva, and 10 from the 100 lugan of Maiserishan. Now that they are mixed together, he receives 0.9 of a leg more. The owner has thus lost 0.9 of a leg. Now, the third case is an equal mixture of chulin and maiser rishon. So mea chulin misukanim mea maiser. For hundred lugan of misukin, chulin from which all maiser has already been separated, um, became mixed with a hundred lugan of maiser rishon from which trumas maiser has not yet been separated. Neitel mea veeser. He takes a hundred lugan and treats them as maiser rishon, and he also takes a ten lugan from the other hundred. The hundred lugan he treats as Maiserishan, he takes off Maiser as he would any Maiserishan, he separates from them ten lugan as Trumas Maiser and gives it to a Kayan. Since we're treating this first hundred as Maiserishan, he gives the rest of it to a Levi. However, the hundred lugan he treats as Chulun also contains Maiserishan. He must therefore also separate from them ten lugan for Trumas Maiser. This is because we treat even the Chulun part as Maiserishan in regard to Trumas Maiser. However, in regard to other matters, we treat it as Chulun. Thus, he need not give up another ninety lugan to a Levi, but may keep it for himself and use it for himself. As a result of this entire process, 20 lugan come true as Meiser and are given to a Kayin. 90 lugan are given to a Levi as Meiserishan, and the owner keeps 90 lugan for himself. The owner ends up losing 10 lugan. Had the Meiserishan and Chulan not become mixed, the owner would simply have given 100 lugan of Meiserishan to a Levi, would have separated 10 lugan of Shrum's Meiser and given it to a Kayin, leaving him with 90. The owner would have kept all 100 lugan of Chulan for himself. As a result of becoming mixed, he ended up keeping only 90. Now the fourth case in the Mishnah, Mea Tevel Tisha Meiser, a hundred lugan of Tevel became mixed with ninety lugan of Maiserishan, Tishim Tevel Shmaina Maiser, or if a ninety lugan of Tevel became mixed with eighty lugan of Maiserishan, Lehifsid Klum. The owner has not lost anything. That is, that he does not have to separate any more Maiser than he would have had to separate had the Tevel and Maiser not become mixed. Since in both cases there are at least ten more lugan of Tevel and Maiserishan, the owner can separate the Trumas Maiser from the extra Tevel and avoid any loss. To illustrate this, in the case where the mixture contains 190 lugan, 100 tevel and 90 maiserishan, the owner removes 19 lugan. These 19 lugan are actually made up of 10 lugan of tevel and 9 lugan of maiserishan. He designates the 10 lugan of tevel as maiserishan for the other 90 lugan of tevel in the mixture, so as all 19 lugan he removes are now maiserishan. He then separates 10 lugan from these 19 as trumas maiser for all the maiser in the mixture. That is what he would have given as trumas maiser even if the tevel and maiserishan had not been mixed which would be 9 Lugan from the 90 of Maiserishan, and 1 from the 100 of Tevel, and the owner thus loses nothing. Zahaklal. This is the rule. Tevel As long as the Tevel of the mixture is more than the Maiserishan by at least 10 Lugan, the owner has not lost anything. 
Although the procedure described in the previous note could have been used in the second case as well, the Chachamim were not matarit except where the Tevel is more than the Maisa by at least 10 measures. Where it doesn't, where you don't have 10 measures more, they required him to use the procedure described in the second case and bear the loss of the extra Trumas Maisa. Mishnah Ches, the last Mishnah. The Mishnah discusses five cases in which someone designated Maisha for some of his wine barrels, but doesn't remember which barrels he designated it. The Mishnah teaches how to best separate the Maisha in order to permit most of those barrels. So the first case is If someone had ten rows of ten barrels of wine each, meaning he had a hundred barrels of wine standing in a square, ten barrels wide and ten barrels long. And he said, in the outer row of these hundred barrels, I designated one barrel as Maiserishon for the wine I have somewhere else. However, he never specified which barrel he designated in that row. This he intended to determine later by picking one barrel and relying on Berera to identify retroactively. But he doesn't know which outer row it was. He forgot which of the four outer rows he had specified. Since there are four outer rows, meaning the bottom, the extreme right, the extreme left, and the top, the Maiserishan barrel may be in any one of those four rows. The Mishnah refers to a case in which the owner has no available Maiserishan wine in which to separate Trumus Maiser on behalf of these hundred barrels. He therefore must separate Trumus Maiser from one of the barrels. Of course, the owner can simply take out four barrels, one from each of the outer rows, but if he does so, he'll have to separate Trumus Maiser from all four of them. The Mishnah offers a way for the owner to separate the Maiser and Trumus Maiser with a minimum of a loss. The same applies to the following cases of the Mishnah. So, you should take two corner barrels that are diagonally across from each other. Let's say, um, you know, going down is, all the rows going down is um, numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10. And, a, and, and then the other ones are going to be letters. So, you would take, he should take two corner barrels that are diagonally across from each other. He'll take the top one of. He'll take J1, which would be the the top one all the way on the right side, or he could take the bottom one all the way on the left side. For example, he takes barrels A and D. A would be in a number A1, and D would be J10. The word Kad and Chavis are used interchangeably in this Mishnah. We have therefore translated both of them as barrel. So he pours the wine in them into one large barrel and designates it in Maiserishan. Since each corner barrel is part of two rows, two corner barrels that are diagonally across from each other represent all four outer rows. Thus, whichever row he originally designated is now represented by these two barrels. By taking two barrels from diagonally opposite corners, he's guaranteed of having taken a barrel from whichever outer row he has specified. He now has two barrels, one of which is Maiserishan and the other is Chulin. In order to separate Trumas Maiser from it, he pours both barrels into one large one. He then takes a tenth of the mixture of Trumas Maiser since the wine of each barrel spreads evenly through the mixture, he can be sure to have taken a tenth of the barrel that he, be, that he had been designated as Maiserishan. The Mishnah speaks of a case where the other rows had all been Gemaisers, and the only row in which he designated a barrel as Maiser, he had designated as, as Maiser, was not, he wasn't Mafresh anything yet. Thus, the mixture of the two corner barrels is a mixture of Maiser and Chulu. The second case would be if he said in half of an outer row of these hundred barrels are designated one barrel as Maiserishan for wine I have elsewhere but he doesn't know which half it was he forgot which of the eight outer halves he specified since there are four outer rows there are eight half rows each contains 
each containing five barrels. So it could be anywhere from A, A meaning the top, all the way on the left, B being the top all the way on the right, C being the bottom all the way on the left, and D being the bottom all the way on the, on the right. So A would have eight barrels going down as one, two, A, one, two, three, four, five, and an A, one, two, three, four, five going across. It's going down and across five barrels in each direction. So you should take four barrels, one from each of the four corners, pour the wine into them, into the larger one larger barrel and designate it as Maserishan. Since each corner barrel is part of two half rows, these four barrels represent all eight half rows. Thus, whichever half row he originally designated is now represented in these four barrels. He then pours all four barrels into one large barrel and separates 10% as Shurumas Meiser. Shura Achas Meiser. If he said in one row of these 100 barrels, I designated one barrel as Maserishan for wine I have elsewhere. If any day, I don't know which row it was. In this case, he designated one of the rows, not necessarily an outer row. He therefore may have meant any one of the rows. It could be anywhere. So, Neitel Shur Achas Leichson. He should take one diagonal row of barrels, either from A to D or from B to C, altogether 10 barrels of wine, and pour them into one large barrel and designate it as Maserishan, since the diagonal row of barrels contains one barrel from each row, whichever row he originally designated is now represented in these 10 barrels. So, this is true whether the rows are counted from east to west or from north to south. After pouring these 10 barrels of wine into a larger container, he separates 10% of it, which is one barrel's worth, as Trumas Meiser, and gives it to a coyote. Chati Shura Achas Meiser. If he said one half row of these 100 barrels that designated one barrel as Meiser region for wine I have elsewhere, Ben Yadua Ezehib, I don't know which half row it was, Nightel State Shura's life, and should take two diagonal rows of barrels which would be from A to D and B to C, 20 barrels in all, meaning it would be, it would be going like an X down the, across the face of all these barrels. Pour them into one large container and designate it as Meiserishan. He then separates 10% of his larger containers from his Meiser, which would be two barrels worth, and give it to a client. Since two diagonal rows of barrels contain one barrel from each half row, whichever half row he originally designated is now represented in these 20 barrels. If instead of saying he designated one of the rows, he said one of these barrels that designated Maiserishan for wine I have elsewhere. That means he designated a part of one barrel as Maiserishan for Tevel he had elsewhere. It's not known which of the hundred barrels it was. He has to take the amount needed from Trumas Maiser for each of the ten barrels, for each of the hundred barrels, pour all of them into one large container and designate them as Trumas Maiser. For example, if he designated one-tenth of one of the barrels as Maiserishan, he separates one-tenth of each barrel, combines them into one container, then designates one-tenth of this mixture, which is one barrel's worth, as Trumas Maiser. In this way, he's sure to have the Trumas Maiser for the one barrel that he had Maiserishan in it. Okay, we finished Parag Zion, and with this we completed Masech Tadmai, Hadron Lach Masech Tadmai, the next Masech will be Mish Hashem, Masech Kalayim.